Welcome to our podcast, Inspiring Living, with me, Mark Candelaria. I am an architect, blogger, traveler, chef, father, and husband. I am the founder and a partner of a fabulous 20-person architecture firm specializing in high-end residential architecture, designing amazing homes across the country and now the world. We have hosted tours over the last 22 years to Italy, Spain, Oregon, and soon France. And in the course of all this, I have met a lot of interesting people who truly inspire me. We are excited to now be in our third season, and our podcast is all about the opportunities that are right there in front of us to inspire living. Yes, we will talk about architecture and design, but every week we will venture into all sorts of topics that will inspire you, teach you, and motivate you to inspire living every day. My guests will include a wide gamut of amazing people from those in the design industry to clients to real estate professionals, chefs, artists, sports figures, and philanthropists, and people who just flat out get it. Sit back and enjoy, and let's have some fun exploring all the opportunities that are there just waiting for us. Please subscribe and get ready to be inspired with every podcast. Okay, as my dad says, here we go. Thanks, everyone, for all the listens to our last podcast. And I'm trying to get some momentum going here again with my podcast. But if anyone knows me, I've been quite busy, but it's all good as we are engaged in some amazing projects and events. First, my book, Mark Candelaria Homes, is out. And thank you for all the texts, posts, and messages from those of you who have purchased and received the book. You can purchase the book on our website. We'll include the link in the episode notes, or you can purchase it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. It's all over the place, so it's awesome. 232 pages featuring 12 amazing candelary design homes, accompanied by 12 of my favorite recipes, including my trademark paella. Okay, so this Thursday at 6 p.m., we are having a private book launch and signing party at the Clayton House in Scottsdale for those who were featured in the book. If you did not get the invite, no worries, because you are all invited to the Collector's House in Scottsdale on March 11th for another book signing that is open to the public. That's on a Saturday at 11 a.m., and I may have some samples of my tiramisu there again. So it's one of the 12 recipes featured in the book. So come on over, join us, buy a copy, and I'll be there to personally sign the book for you. Okay, a couple more quick announcements. Congrats to our design for Dog's team, who received a second-place award for the design and fabrication of the Barcelona Pavilion this Friday evening. Our team consisted of several participants from Candelary Design, spearheaded by Perry Becker, Earthen Images, and GM Hunt, who masterfully constructed our entry. It was absolutely labradorable and terrific, and they deserve my full applause. The event was hosted by Facings of America and my good longtime friend Richard Van Gielsen, whose podcast link you can find in the story notes. We did a great podcast with Richard a few, few months back, so check that out. The dog houses were auctioned off and all of the proceeds went to the Arizona Animal Welfare League. Congrats to all. Also, a congrats to our Candler Design team for once again being named the best residential architectural firm by ranking Arizona Magazine. I think this is our 10th time in a row we have won, so thank you again, everyone, for voting for us and our team. Finally, this past Friday, my partners and I hosted one of our Candler Design teams for winning a contest at our company holiday party. This was for Team Green, and the partners prepared a fabulous dinner featuring a fantastic salad by Meredith Thompson, lobster truffle toast by Tim Mathewson, and a chicken and eggplant parmigiana prepared by Yorza Trulli. The recipe is on my M. Candelaria Arc Instagram and my personal Facebook pages, so check it out. You will love it. 
Okay, let's get to my guest. In this podcast, I had the pleasure of speaking with Julie Scree of Abercrombie and Kent, and we are going to talk about one of my favorite things to do, and that's travel. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into our podcast. Our first guest of 2023 is Julie Scree. Julie, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to have you here. And you brought your husband, Vern. I did. So Thank you. So this is so nice. And I got you a nice glass of wine here, right? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> she is the director of sales for the prestigious travel company, Abercrombie & Kent, where she has worked for over a decade. Yes. Julie is a highly regarded travel industry professional with an extensive background in sales within the luxury hospitality market. Her college degree, however, was in health which is also a passion of hers and a subject we will touch on during this conversation. I had the pleasure of meeting Julie and her fiancé, Vern, at our good friend Dave Stockett's 70th birthday party about, what, a month or so ago? Yes, yep, yes. At the 1st of December, if mm -hmm. I remember right. And we sat right next to each other and started talking about safari trip to Africa and travel, and off we went, right? Off we went, yes. <laughs> we have a friend here. Yeah, I he, see that. Yeah, Bo, Bo <laughs> likes to join in on the podcast, so uh, he's our cat here that just loves to be a part of the whole action. Okay, so Happy New Year, Julie. And Happy New Year to you. Great to have you guys here. Thanks for joining me. Let's begin by sharing a bit about your professional sure. background and how you started in the hospitality world. Well, I'll tell you. So after college at the University of Iowa, yep. I moved up to Minneapolis and I opened the very first Lifetime Fitness in okay. Egan, wow, Minnesota. Good for you. Was in membership sales there for about a year and a half. Um, decided Minneapolis is a little cold. <laughs> yeah, just a little, right? <laughs> so I came out to Phoenix during spring break, loved it, of that course. Was, that's my story. And moved out here a month later wow. and thought, what is the biggest industry? But it's tourism. Yep. So I got a job at the Point Hilton Resorts. Okay. Started at the bottom in the call center and reservations, worked my way up within three years. So was, which, which Point Hilton? It was all three of them at that time. Oh, all time. Yes. Okay. And, and funny enough, as a little girl, my dad had a convention up there. We went up to Point Tapatio. Yep. The elevator doors opened because we were going up to the top, and Bob Hope and Glenn Campbell oh walked out. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? So it me? just felt like I was supposed to be there. <laughs> well, that's, the two of them together? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's cool. Yes. So I worked there for um, several years, worked at the Embassy Suites Biltmore location okay. down the yep. street. Yep. Um, and then I was recruited to work um, and open the sanctuary on Camelback Mountain, where I served as... Uh, director of Leisure Sales there for five years. Yeah, and we so talked a little bit about that. We did. I, I think I told you that we designed the little convention or conference center off to the side. Small world. When I was with George Christensen, we designed that. Yes, Yep. which is stunning, by yeah. the way. <laughs> well, it was a fun, fun project. That was my last project with CCBG, and then we did Enchantment many years before that up sure. in Sedona. So sure. that was my project. So. Oh. so I have a great connection, fondness with the John Gardner's people who, oh. who built that originally. That's my heart. Yep. And the sanctuary is a beautiful property. Mm, it is. So um, let's see. How how about how old were you when you achieved these accolades? Actually, am I jumping around here? Well, I didn't talk about that first thing. We'll go into that. Okay. Tell us about it. Oh, okay. Well, so my time at um, the Embassy Suites Biltmore, it was yes. part of Promise Hotels. Um, I was overseeing the travel agency industry okay. for Promise Hotels. Yep. I was recognized as the number one revenue generator. Um, so that was, you know, my first real success right. um, in sales. Awesome. So, yeah. So won an award and a trip and off you and, went. Uh, off I went. How about how old were you when you achieved these accolades and what skills and tips do you 
think led to you being the best in sales? You know, I thought about this. I was 25 years old. That's um, young. I, yeah, but I was born to be a salesperson. Yeah. I, I, I take after you my know, dad. You have that personality. <laughs> Thank you. No, you know, I'll tell you, number one rule, it you know, sales 101, get to know your client. Right. The sales will come. That's secondary. But I want to know about them, their family, what makes them tick, yep. what their passions are. And establish a relationship and rapport and a trust. After that, I feel like they'll trust me and the business will come. Right. It becomes so. a lot easier. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. It's, this, it's the same thing in our business. It's, it's building that relationship. Absolutely. And let people relax. Let them enjoy yeah. what they're doing. Get to know you and yeah. make it pleasurable for both, both parties. Well, business right? is about relationships. Totally. Totally. Yep. So where did your career take you from there? Well, to the sanctuary, okay, um, where I was for five years, and then I was recruited to open a um, the first billion dollar resort in Las Vegas off the Strip, um, called Red Rock Resort and Spa. Okay, um, I oversaw the sales for that and Green Valley Ranch. So, how did that happen? I mean, you're working away at the sanctuary. Uh huh. Did they come to you, or did you kind of? spot no. this or what how, how did it happen i happened to be traveling with one of the vps of sales okay and she kept asking me if i would come work for her and i said no i was very happy um and then i was at a point you know what i do want to move hmm. and uh, so after five years i took the jump and, and moved up there um the casino side of things is a whole different oh, world i can only imagine I, I, oof. I, I um <laughs> <laughs> that was my inkling is like Ooh, I so I was there for a year. I got it opened and, and established and, and um, you know, on the map. And then I was recruited to a um, sales and marketing firm called JG Black Book of Travel. It's no longer. But we were a uh, U.S.-based sales and marketing firm. So we did the sales and marketing for luxury hotels and um, tour operators and all kinds of things around the world. So we were their eyes and ears on the ground in the U.S. spreading wow. the word. So how so. long were you in Las Vegas? Three years. Three years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it is quite different, isn't it? It's very different. The cities? I mean, just living there? It's, um, it's a doggy dog world, <laughs> quite honestly. I liked, I, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I liked the weather. Um, it, it was nice knowing everything's at your fingertips. You sure. can go down to some of the best restaurants in yeah, the world. Everything's right um, there. But the, it's, it is it's just different. Just a different, different vibe. Uh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> So you were there for three years, you said. I was. And then where did you go from there? Then I went to Dallas, Texas, and oh, I was there gosh, for so 10. Oh, another big change. Yes, yes. And that's where I worked for J.G. Black Book. Okay. Um, I was with her for five years, got her company up and going. Um, and then Abercrombie & Kent found me and asked if I would be one of their sales directors for the Texas Territory and, and South Central. And I've been there now for 12 years. With so Abercrombie. With Abercrombie and Kent. Okay, but you're here in, in Arizona now. I moved out here five years ago. Okay. My folks are here. Okay. Um, and I wanted to be close as they got older. older yeah. So moved out here. Still the, work for them. I, I still work for them. Met the love of my life, and um, so I'm here to stay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you are just recently engaged, right? We were, yes, yeah, in October. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. And we've got Vern over here in the uh, kitchen. We do. out with some of the friends from the Dave Stockett That's party. That's right. Isn't it funny how that all works oh, out? Oh, gosh. So these are amazing resorts. Tell mm -hmm. us what you love most about the sanctuary. Let's start there for all of our local listeners. Because sanctuary is a unique place. Oh, it is my heart. You know, I still maintain it is one of the best resorts in the United States. Um, the views up there are spectacular. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's nice because you look to the north. So the it, sun correct. isn't isn't glaring in exactly. your eyes, yeah, and everything else is lit yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. 
but there were a lot of blood, sweat, and tears putting that place together. So mm. for the first year, um, as they were, you know, clearing off the tennis courts yep. from John Gardner's yep. and, and the ranch Those on Camelback, yep. they cleared off all that. So I was literally out, you know, around the United States selling to travel agencies mm. a vision. Right. Which I didn't even know what it was going to be, but it turned out it was just spectacular. So those, like that vision, mm -hmm. who came up with that vision of what that resort was supposed to be? Quite honestly, um, Bob Castellini, Bob who, Castellini. Was, who yeah. was the owner, who you also had the good fortune of working with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My, my former partner, George Christensen, we worked on his personal home. Mm -hmm. And uh, great, great mm. family. And, and so he had the vision. Of what this he is. did, and he, you know, he knew that resort from years and years before because he'd yes. always been staying there. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, but he knew where to take it to the next level. Yes, and yeah. we did. Yeah. And um, like I said, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to put that place on the map. Yeah. Everywhere I went, from New York to you know L.A., nobody knew, knew what the it. sanctuary was going to be. And huh. now, I mean, it's it's like I said, one of the best in in the country. Yeah, that's cool. We've designed several houses there. You know, there's the mm, there's the sure. little units, and then there's the private homes. Mm -hmm. And it is beautiful. Oh, stunning! So, so from there, um, tell us some more about some of the things that you did from from moving from the sanctuary to um, Abercrombie. Yeah. So well, you went. Yeah, Vegas. a couple places in between, in between but then yeah. with Abercrombie, and I'll tell you that has just really excelled my career coming to Abercrombie and Kent. Um, I mean, it is the pinnacle of pinnacle within my industry. So I will retire here. <laughs> I've <laughs> been here it, 12 huh? years. No one's going to steal uh, you now. No, no, I'm not going anywhere. Yep. Um, I love it. I believe in it. Um, you know, and, and you can't sell something that you don't believe in. And I truly believe in this company. So right. it's a, it's kind of the epitome of travel, right? Oh, uh, for sure. The pinnacle. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So with, with that knowledge, mm -hmm. what are some of the best hotels and resorts in the world that you, oh. that you are aware of? Mark, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love to travel. Right? Well, I'll, so I'll tell you my, the number one place that comes to mind is Singita Lodge. La Bambo, which is in the Kruger. It's down in, in South Africa in okay. the Kruger National Park. It's on the um, east eastern side of the yep. Kruger National Park. It is an architectural dream. Wow. It's up on stilts, oh, so you see for miles. Huh. Um, but it leaves no carbon footprint, so they easily could tear that down and, 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 and move on. Nobody would ever know. No one is there. No. Yeah. Um, beautiful place. I would say the Saxon in Johannesburg, and I'm just talking Africa right now, mm -hmm. but I'll get to some other places. <laughs> um, Africa is my passion. The Saxon. I mean, you walk in there, you just feel Nelson Mandela. This is in wow. uh, Johannesburg. Um, probably another one, Royal Mansour in Marrakesh, hmm. mm -hmm, in Morocco. That place, the attention to detail is just amazing you walk in everything is straight lines even you know the curtains at the bottom are just all perfect. folded the same way I mean I've never seen attention to detail like that yeah so I'm always curious sure. when I've stayed at some of these beautiful resorts I mean someone has to be the eyes and and ears and the person who guides all this detail right oh for sure I mean it, it, it comes down into training it mm -hmm. comes down to a whole bunch of things right right I mean, customer service. The whole experience is is has to be comprehen comprehensive. Right. Everything has to be perfect. Right. The drapes down to how you greet somebody. Oh, for sure. And so th there's a team that that basically teaches every employee how mm -hmm. to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. It is all about service. Yeah. And you know, 
people either have it or they don't. <laughs> That's funny. I always say that. You know, I, it's and true. And you can tell pretty fast, can't you? You can walk into one of the most beautiful resorts in the world, and if you are not greeted yeah. from the moment you get out of a car, you just, it feels cold. Right. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's something you can't teach. Right. Um, but, you know, I know everybody does strive for Yeah. So it's it's interesting that that you now, with Abercrombie and Fit, uh, Kent. Abercrombie Kent. Uh-huh. We're not so a clothing I, company. I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew I was going to do that. <laughs> and I, I was trying really hard not to. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, as a, as a now as a travel mm-hmm. person, professional. Yes. When you see these hotels, I mean, you're really looking at, you ran these hotels at one point. Correct. And so you see both sides of that equation. Absolutely. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yes. And so it's really easy for you to assess, mm-hmm. no, this place doesn't have it, mm-hmm. or yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy for you to spot that, right? Oh, from the moment you get out of your vehicle. Right. You know, I mean, you can tell. Yeah. Um, if nobody greets you, if you walk in the front doors and nobody greets you. If you get to the front desk and they're looking down at their computer and, and <laughs> don't even say welcome, right? you just know. You just know. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And it is all those little subtle things that at the end you just go, it wasn't the same. Oh, well, and, and I'll tell you, I've stayed at some hotels that are absolutely, you know, three or four star, yeah. but the staff made that place. Made difference, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's funny because we just stayed at the, um, I'm going to say it wrong probably too, the Bellamon in, uh, at Machu Picchu. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the staff could not have been friendlier. Yes. And you just felt like, I felt like I was at someone's house. Yes. You know, I walked in and they, when we were in the restaurant, they mm-hmm. sat down. The manager came over and sat down with us Yeah. and said, how's the food? What, yeah. Is there anything you'd like us to prepare? And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, this was so, it was so cool. That's that South American hospitality. And that's what we noticed when yeah. we were there. And it's not true. only that hotel, but everywhere we went, it yes. was very, very welcoming. It f- I always felt like I was with family and friends everywhere uh, I sure. went. You know, so I would, part of the culture is what you're saying. Absolutely. I would say there in Africa, it is just part of their DNA. Huh. They want to serve and help. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about some other places. Yeah. You, you, you got me through Africa and, and Morocco is on my hit list. But oh, we, when we met that night, it was yes. about the African safari that yes. we want to do. So yes. you're going to team me up with some good places for that. Oh, for sure. So we've pushed that off now to 2024. Okay. But uh, that gives us plenty of time. Absolutely. Right. You know, I and and I think I even told you this that night. Um, Africa is one of those places that I wish every American could go to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's you you initially go for the animals. Right. But you go back because of the people. Huh. But it is this feeling, you know, that you cannot describe. I, I always say travel is very cerebral. Yeah. You go and you look at the beauty, you learn yeah. about the history. But when you go to Africa, it's a movement of the heart. You can't paint it. You can't describe Interesting. it. It is this feeling that takes over. And, and that's why people go back yeah. multiple times. <clears throat> I mean, every client that I've talked to that has been, and they know I love the travel and I've mm-hmm. never been to Africa, they just look at me and they go, you yeah. got to go to Africa. Yeah. It's astonishing to me when I speak to Americans mm-hmm. that absolutely have no interest in going. I'm telling you, it puts life into perspective. Wow. Because, you know, our children here are crying because they don't have the latest iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Whereas down there, they just want a pencil. Yeah. You know, it just it doesn't puts, take much to be no, happy. No, it just no, we've puts lost, life we've into lost, perspective. We've lost some oh, side for of sure. that. For yeah, sure. I talk about for that all sure. the time. It's like, really? That, it, it, you need that much to be happy? That's uh, a exactly. problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, we left that. Yes. Let's, let's leave Africa. Okay. Let's go to Europe. Okay. Okay, we're going to go to the easy one. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it's kind of just it, it's you know, it's true. I mean, it it's is. like it's been so done. It's 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 our number one destination for the summer sure. months, of course. I mean, I was just there what three weeks ago. Yeah. I went to Paris and to Zurich and to yeah. Italy. Exquisite, I could, but I could yeah. not believe how crowded it, it was. It is, and I mean, in Rome, we could not walk a street without. Yeah. Rubbing shoulders with people. So is that packed? Mark, let me tell you something. This past summer and even into this fall and the holiday season, which is peak season, yeah. the hotels have doubled their rates. Oh, I know. You Trust can't, me, I know. I haven't gotten that Amex bill. Yet, I'm, I'm telling I'm you what. when it comes in. You're in for a shock. <laughs> um, and I was actually talking to one of my team members from our UK office today, and he said, Julie, he said, it's because of, of the war, actually. Hmm. You know, it's raised their cost of living so much mm-hmm. the gas prices have yeah. risen so much so they're passing it on to all the consumers yeah. and, um, and we saw it's unfortunate it. but yeah yeah on and average Zurich especially i mean that oh, place is expensive on average hotel rates have gone up 156 percent in europe wow so just yeah. don't you can't go on a budget there so what's anymore. your favorite though in europe let's let's oh gosh you know quite honestly i'm not as proficient in europe as i am in Africa, South America, other places of the world. I just don't have an affinity towards it. I really don't. Well, then let's skip it. Let's, yeah. go, to, let's go to South America. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Patagonia. That's, um, on my, that's on my bucket list. Peru. We um, just did that. It was yes, amazing. Peru. Chile. Yeah. Gorgeous. I was supposed to go to Brazil this uh, a, a few months back, and um, I had to cancel last minute. Um, but we also just opened an office in Colombia. We wow. really expect that to take off. Yeah, I've had two friends go there in the last yeah. year, and they loved it. But people love it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I will tell you right now, our number one destination is Egypt. Hmm. Everybody wants to go to Egypt right now. Interesting. It's, We're going to try to go to Israel in 2024. Yeah, Israel whole, and Jordan. The whole Middle East is, is just on fire. Yeah. So Egypt is our number one destination, followed by Japan. Okay. As soon as that... Country opened. I mean, it is a flood of of you know bookings. Um, so much so right now, if anybody wants to go, you cannot go during cherry blossom season. There, there's no space. Now why Japan? All of a sudden, I don't know. <laughs> and it's also the most expensive destination in the world. Wow. Yeah, but from March fifteenth to April fifteenth, you absolutely cannot go. So if anybody listening is wanting to go, make Forget it after it. April fifteenth. Yes. Holy cow! Now, so another hot list for for Isabel and I is Nepal. And uh-huh. India. We're going to yes. do India, Nepal, uh, I think next, 2024 yeah. also. Yeah. You know, with India, people either love it or hate it. There's no in between. Yeah. Well, we're going to go with people that are from there. Yeah. And I think that's a good good way to do totally. it. Totally. Yeah. Yes. No, it's great. In fact, one of my most favorite um, resorts is there, and it's the Rang- Rambag Palace, which mm. is in Jaipur. Okay. It was one of the Maharaja's palaces. It sits on 47 acres. I mean, it is exquisite. But every hotel there in India used to be a former palace. They're all just, just amazing. out of this world. And yeah. how's the service there? I mean, is it good? Uh, you can't find better service, honestly. So, so have you been in every continent of the world? The only continent I have left is Australia. Really? Yes. So Antarctica. I, my second favorite destination in the world. And yes. That's what you told me that yes. night. Yes. Yes. So in our Antarctica, there, is there, there's not a building no. So you sail down there. Right. So we offer um, luxury expedition cruises down there. Um, we start in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. We charter a plane. We go down to Ushuaia, which is the southernmost tip, and then start sailing. Wow. Um, 
it is, you know, and I'm originally from Madison, Wisconsin. I was mm-hmm. not excited to go down to the cold and snow. It is one of the most exquisite places I've ever seen in my life. I've, it, I've heard the light and the, the... The Arctic blue, the yeah. colors, the the, um, the the animals that you see, you know, the wildlife. Right. Um, but you really can see how things are melting, you know, right before your eyes. Wow. So um, I would encourage people to get down there sooner rather than later. So let me let me ask you this thing. Sure. If, I w- if right now I said, well, uh, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to book that. Yeah. How do I go about doing that? You can contact your travel advisor. You can contact Abercrombie and Kent directly. You can contact me. Okay. I, you know, I will help you find. If you don't have a travel advisor, no, I'd I'll be contacting you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I'm making this short and simple. I'm calling you. Yeah. Um, so, how much does a trip like that run? Let's just say. I mean, I'm sure it matters how much time, but I'm sure, yeah. sure it's a preset trip, right? It is. So we've got three different departures. We've got a 13, a 15, and an 18 day okay. voyage. I will tell you, if you have the time, take the 18, because wow. the, there you see um, South Georgia and the Falkland Islands, which is even more exquisite than wow. Antarctica. That's where the million of king penguins are, yeah, and right. I, it's incredible. Um, but on average, about 15000 okay. per person. That's not bad. For 18 days? They're totally all-inclusive. Yeah. So that's so, everything. Yeah, that's you everything. Just go, you just stroke a check, and you're yeah, done for 18 you're days. You're done. You just show up. We take care of everything. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Antarctica, Japan. Yes. Uh huh. We talked about India. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? Uganda. Uganda. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now yes. You, when I think that evening yes. we talked about the gorillas, right? Yeah. yeah. You could drop me anywhere in Africa, and I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm picking up on that. I. <laughs> um, you know, I try and go back to Uganda every year. It is rolling green coffee and tea plantations it is your your um gorillas you know you know it's just it gorillas in the mist is what i was trying to say but it is exquisite and clean Hmm. and so authentic um but i've gone back since you know 2015 every year and i've now acquired six godchildren Good so I adore them. So I, I do try and go back every year to see them. That's really cool. So when yeah. you when you see mm-hmm. the gorillas, mm-hmm. like tell me about that. Are, are they like a hundred yards from you? No. Are they five feet from you? Or Mark, they will literally. Some of them will even come right up to you. So <laughs> I was just there this past January, a year ago, actually this this week, um, and there was one gorilla family that I wanted to trek because I heard that they're very. It's the smallest family, but it's yeah. the most interactive. And boy, were they ever. So we were watching them. One of the females was laying down and she was posing and she's probably six feet in front of us. That's close. Oh, yeah. And she gets up and she starts walking in front of us. Well, she reaches over and grabs one of my friend's scarves off of her neck and starts walking away. It was it was hysterical. Um, I was standing there. There was another mother coming up behind me with a, a baby on her back and she like just dropped her shoulder and, you know, knocked right into me I went rolling it was fantastic I loved every moment of it but to see these creatures in person yeah. is just a wow moment in life that's so cool and look in their eyes oh right? I, they are so human well they've got what 96 or 98 yeah. percent of our DNA they are so human like it is I, I'm telling you it is just mm. it should be on everybody's bucket list that is so cool well now yeah. you're getting me very excited I might have to push 2024 to 2023 yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll you should so what's your role at Abercrombie. Yeah. Kent. So I'm one of the directors of sales. Okay. Um, so I've got. Well, a you're s- like one of the best in the in the country or the world. 
Me personally? Yeah. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I am one of eight directors and I handle the West Coast. Um, but I oversee um, a certain territory. Mm-hmm. And what I do is go in and I speak with travel advisors. Okay. So I go into travel agencies or find the travel advisors, educate them on A&K, um, tell them what's new, what's the latest product we've got, what's hot, um, you know, the the... the number one places in the world to travel to right now, all that kind of good stuff. But, um, and just establish relationships and hopefully get them to book their clients right. with us. So your website's pretty incredible. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's a good place I, to start. It's the best in the business yeah. for sure. So you start as a, as a yeah. traveler, or mm-hmm. I would maybe go through there mm-hmm. find about, find you mm-hmm. and get started. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. You know what? It just gives at least some ideas. Yeah. Um, they're kind of dream trips that sure. are put on there. Um, you know, but of course we can create anything at, you know, especially if people are on price points, I'm mm-hmm. happy to help with that as well, but we can customize anything for you and your party. So if I said, I, like, I've got 10,000 to spend mm-hmm. each, mm-hmm. so 20,000 between my wife yeah. and I, and we're thinking of this, 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 then mm-hmm. you could dial us in from that. Absolutely. That's yep. so cool. Yep. I love that. Yep. So, so what are some of the most incredible extravagant travel experiences Abercrombie and Kent provides. You've already talked about some of them. Give me some more. You know, Mark, I have to say, hand on heart, every single journey that we craft is is unique because we personalize everything for that client. Mm-hmm. You know, if you tell me you're a wine lover and mm-hmm. um, you're going to Italy, we can open doors to private wineries nobody else can. Interesting. We can do winemaking. Um, cooking. Uh, cooking class. Yes. If you're a chef, we can line you up with some of the celebrity chefs in that area. Um, so it really depends on the person that's going and, right. and we can tailor that. I will tell you, Antarctica, of course, is spectacular, but our, if, if you're able to go on one of these, our private jet journeys around the world, Ooh. Oh, I mean, out of this world, absolutely amazing. And that sounds cool. Usually Jeffrey Kent, our, our founder and, and still who leads this company today, he accompanies many of them, but right. you know, we have one that goes into Uzbekistan. And many people were like, I don't even know where that oh, yeah. is. I know where yeah. that one is. Well, the, st- the stands are gorgeous. Huh. But we went into a hotel because there was only a three-star hotel. That is not that is not us. We went in. We flew in bedding. We flew in, you know, all the um, uh, amenities and, and totally redid the hotel. That was people's favorite destination out of everywhere. And wow. these are, you know, 23, 26-day itineraries. And they loved Uzbekistan. That's incredible. Yeah. So your husband just got back uh-huh. from the from the Amazon. Yes, he was in Brazil. Yeah, with Dave Stockett. Correct. Which a lot of my viewers know who Dave yeah, Stockett oh, is. Yeah, oh, we love Dave. And so he just got back. Uh-huh. And um, you two just got engaged. We did. Do you guys have any travel plans? Well, we hope to go for his 60th birthday, which is next October. Okay. Um, this October. Uh, we hope to go back to Africa. So, so he likes to travel too. He, oh, he loves to travel. Is that how you guys met? No, but that's why he chased me. <laughs> <laughs> smart man, smart man. So how did, when did you get the travel bug? Was it as a young child? Did you go no. on a lot of trips? You know, Mark, honestly, growing up in the 70s. And this is in, in it, Iowa? It, this was in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yep. Went to school at Iowa, but Wisconsin. Yep. Lake of the Ozarks was our family vacations okay. in a camper. Yep. We had no idea about international travel. Right. You know, and and I just wish we had. So when was your first international trip? Uh, probably Mexico in college. Okay. <laughs> if you call that uh, <laughs> yeah. international. But um, honestly, I think 
it was Africa. Hmm. It was South Africa when I started with the uh, JG Black book yeah. and went down there and it just melted my heart. Yeah. And I've been opened a, up your eyes, your oh, vision. I, I wish every American could go. I really yep. do. That's cool. Yeah. So one of the things that sets Abercrombie and Kent apart are the extensive local connections mm, mm-hmm. and that take it take their travelers beyond any guidebook into the heart of authentic local experience. You talked about the chefs, you talked yes. about cooking. Yes. I mean, one of the things I was wondering about is, um, you know, you see these Amazon space travel, you know, p- people going in space. Sure. Is that something on the radar for Abercrombie and Kent? Are you guys going to be doing space connections with uh, Sir Richard Branson? And You know what? I wouldn't doubt it in time. Right? There's a lot of liability there. So, <laughs> you know. I'm signing a lot of waivers. Yes. Right? Um, I wouldn't doubt it. Jeffrey Kent, um, he is the pioneer okay, in luxury. T- I want to know a little bit yeah. more about him. He is such an interesting man. Um, so he is, his his parents actually were f- from uh, the UK. Okay. His father was stationed down in Nairobi. So he was actually born in, in Nairobi, Kenya. Wow. Growing up, um, his mother actually was a debutante, but um, growing up, they um, saw people coming into Nairobi and they thought, why are they not going out into the bush and seeing the wildlife and the beauty? So he started a safari outfitter and mm. he literally started this company with a Bedford pickup truck wow. and a sterling silver ice bucket was his touch of luxury. Uh, yep. But he would go station himself at the Nairobi baggage claim and look for Americans and more specifically Texans. Um <laughs> And, and ask them if they want to go out on safari. And they always did. And that's how we started. That's how we started. Yeah. And now we have nearly 60 offices around the world. Wow. I mean, there's no other company with this much outreach on the ground. And, and I truly maintain the number one reason why anyone should book A&K is the safety and security aspect. We are on the ground. I have stories for days of, you know, evacuating people or, um, you know, the, the, um, uh, volcanoes or mm-hmm. or uh, whatever um earthquakes yeah. um you just uh, never know do you uh, terrorist attacks and we've got the wherewithal we've got the resources we've got the manpower to get people out so wow. that is the number one reason why Interesting. Yeah, and and why i truly believe in ank yeah so, so obviously we just got through the pandemic yes which i'm sure had mm-hmm. a big impact on your business for somewhat years. Mm-hmm. but now it's like people are traveling like Gangbusters, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, probably more yeah. so than even before 2019, 2020. We anticipate this is going to be a record year. 2019 was a record year for yeah. in 60 years. Yeah. Um, we anticipate this is going yeah, to be I even more so. this year coming up will be huge. Yeah. I'll tell you what got us through the pandemic, though. Everybody wanted to tra- travel, you know, to the national parks. Oh, here in this country. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it was fabulous because people that. get out and see, you know, our backyard. Yeah. And exactly. what we're all about. Because we're here and we don't even... Go and see it. Exactly. Exactly. That's very, very true. Yeah. So um, pivoting back to you now, you began your career with Abercrombie & Kent. You were actually living in Dallas, Texas, Mm -hmm. and you were competing as a bodybuilder. I was. Well, health (laughs) is my passion. I grew up um, as a gymnast. Okay. And when I was turning age 40, I wanted to be in the best shape of my life. And so I did. I, I got into bodybuilding trained with, with one of the best coaches, I believe, in the country, and did my first NPC show at age 40. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. you got all <laughs> kinds of things going on, girl. I'm busy. That's cool. So I think health and wellness and aging and all those mm. things are, are big deals to people right now. So For sure. So combining that with travel, 
Mm-hmm. I think the whole spa and wellness mm-hmm. and diet experience, mm. that's going to be a big thing going on now too, isn't it? Well, and I'll tell you what really brought that on was the whole pandemic. I think huh. people are more aware. saw, yes, that work is not our life, yeah. you know, and, and I think it really woke us up as yeah. to what is important in life. Well, we noticed that in our business, people discovered sure. their homes, like what yeah, right. the we're stuck in our home and then they yeah. realized we need to do something with yeah. this place, right. you know? Right. And so it was that. It mm-hmm. was food. Pe- a lot of people started cooking again. Yep. Working on themselves health-wise, yeah. getting back in the gym, yep. even just going out for walks. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's a big part, big yeah. part of travel. But that's interesting because now I think because of that and that awakening, I think the whole travel experience is going to take on a whole different for sure. awareness level. Right? Oh, I, I, I mean, I've seen people yeah. on my trips. I run my little tours, you know. And sometimes they're just like walking zombies. They're like, yeah. are you guys really seeing what I'm seeing? Mm. You know? And so I think, I think there has been a general awakening. Oh, I agree. 100%. In, in this country. 100%. Because I think we were a lot of walking zombies. Yep. Don't oh, you think? We were just waking up, working, and going to bed. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Totally. And right? uh, yeah, I, it put things in perspective. I think it did. So yeah. that's cool. No, I agree with you. So what led your move back to Phoenix? Did a better position open up with the company or was it a personal reason? We talked about this a little bit, but yeah. why don't you go into this a little more? Well, so, you know, my parents are, are getting older yeah. and my parents are my best friends. Yeah, so nice. I wanted to move back and be closer. I, I happened to be here on Do a work. brothers and sisters? Lots of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> One sister who's, who's here and lives down close by my parents. Oh, that's nice. Um, but um, I realized, you know, what's important is family. Yeah. And so I did move back. Um, five years ago, and then a year later, met Vern, and Here you are. we now have two grandchildren Wow! Um, from his daughter, yeah. who I adore. Um, so we've got a two-year-old granddaughter and a one-year-old grandson oh, that's cool. who actually live four doors down from us now. So we are that's thrilled. That's convenient. I, I mean, this is the best life I could be living. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I love hearing about that. Well, this has been so much fun oh, talking to you. Thank I, you for Travel having me. is such a cool thing. Yeah. I think what I always love about travel is going back to the walking zombie thing. Mm. I think people, you know, get into that pattern of go to work. Like you're saying, when you travel, every one of your senses is awakened. Mm. And that's what I love about it Mm. is nothing's the same. Everything smells different, tastes different, looks different. And your Mm. senses are on overload for as long as you've booked a trip. For sure. Right? Yeah. And so let me ask you this real quick. What do you think is the ideal length of time for a trip? Well, being Americans, you know, we usually have two weeks and... and And Our attention (laughs) deficit kicks in. Exactly. I would say, you know, seven to ten days based on where you're going. Yeah. Um, I would say ten to fourteen. And that would be ideal. But again, when dealing with Americans, they don't want... They can't leave their job. If you speak to a European, oh my gosh, they don't have their phone. They take the whole month of August off. Absolutely. And I wish we had that mentality. (laughs) You know, another reason for Mark that uh, for for travel, Mark, that I was going to say is I do wish every American could travel just to learn the different societies, the cultures, the religion. I just think it would make us a more tolerant society. I do totally believe travel is the catalyst to that. And, you know, that's why I always like when I go on a trip, I always like to schedule a cooking class Mm. because cooking is such a part of of a country's culture. Yeah. And like we did, we did a cooking class in Cusco when we were in South America. And it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the the chef knew so much about the history of not only the country, 
but all the different vegetables and foods that are in Peru, there's like, I forgot what he said, 300 different types of potatoes in Peru. Oh, I believe it. (laughs) Did you have a guinea pig? I had guinea pig. (laughs) And it was good. I enjoyed it. Tastes like chicken, right? Tastes like chicken. Just like everything. Oh, it always tastes like chicken. But you know, Mark, even if people can't take, you know, Abercrombie and Kent type trips. Yeah. Travel in your backyard. Do yeah. what you can. Just get, get out, out there and see the different areas in the United States. Yeah, totally. And, th- and that's just it. I mean, this country itself is so amazing. Mm. And um, But I tell you, I, I think Phoenix is still one of the best spots. I agree. Do you agree? I, I agree. I mean, it's just an easy place to live, yeah. isn't it? Well, and eight months out of the year, we have the best weather in the and country. We don't shovel it. That doesn't mean to move here. Yeah. <laughs> <We've got> <laughs> Stay <laughs> where you are. <laughs> Well, thank you so much oh, for coming. Mark, this a, is so much fun. It's a and pleasure. We've really gotten to enjoy meeting you and Vern, and we thank hope this you. keeps going for a long time, and for maybe sure. we'll get to travel with you guys someday. If we can help you, we'd love to, and we'd love to travel with you. So Let's do it. All right. All right. Thanks, thank you Mark. so much. Great job, Julie. You definitely had me fired up about going on a trip to Africa, and seriously, Isabel and I would love to travel with you sometime in the future. Thank you for your time and joining our podcast. Okay, we have some great podcasts coming to you in the weeks ahead, including Robin Sewell. Uh, We've got some fun ones coming up. So stay tuned, and thanks for all your continued listening. Thank you also for the ratings and reviews. So get over there, give us a review. We love it, okay? We do our best to inspire living in everything we do, from our podcast to our cooking classes to our tours, and of course, with our Candler Design Homes. Make sure to order my new book. You're going to love it. Okay, have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. And let's all live our lives with love, compassion, grace, and positivity. Thanks for the listen, and we look forward to connecting again soon. Because Inspiring Living is all about the people and organizations that inspire us, we are excited to have Monogram Appliances as one of our sponsors. Anytime we do a new kitchen or a kitchen remodel, Monogram Appliances are what we recommend to our client. Their appliances are the definition of luxury meticulously detailed using the finest materials and an ownership experience that is second to none. This is how Monogram is always thinking ahead and inspiring and elevating the kitchen experience. Because at Monogram, they don't just elevate one thing, they elevate everything. I want to say a big thank you to my good friends at Stockett Tile and Granite Company, where your project is our priority. I want to thank the Stockett team, along with so many others who contributed to the success of our fabulous demonstration kitchen in our new Candelaria Design office expansion. You will have to check out online our video cooking classes, and our kitchen is amazing. I've had the pleasure of working with the Stockett team for nearly 40 years on many spectacular projects, and trust me, they are the epitome of excellence when it comes to tile, marble, and granite work bar none. Their skill and customer service is impeccable, and the bottom line is they are just good people. I have traveled with and dined with and just had good times, both personally and professionally, with Dave Stockett and his lovely wife, Becky, and they are the best. When it comes to your next tile and stone project, make sure Stockett Tile and Granite is a part of your team. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We encourage you to write a review, screenshot it, and share it with your friends. Please instant message it to me and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We thank you for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights to inspiring living next week.